Right, what's going on, beautiful people? It is the North Shore Nine postgame show. I'm Tyler. With me is my guy, and it's been way too long, Dougie Fresh. What's going on, Dougie? I mean, it, hey, I've been following your exploits down there in Florida. You've come, you're back from a triumphant spring training tour. Uh, you guys were great down there. It was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm excited. I, I bought tickets to Pirates games today. Uh, Ooh, which ones? May 24th, 5th, and 26th, I'm going to get a Dave Parker bobblehead. Uh, Wait, it, so it's May 20th, 5th, and 6th, you will be in Pittsburgh? Yes, sir. You got to come on. Let's go. That's Memorial Day May weekend. Four, so. baby. Yeah. Let's, Let's get rock up there. And roll. Everybody yeah. in the comments, we're going May 24th, 5th, 6th. I will be there. Right. I will find a way to get there. My guy, Dougie Fresh. As soon as he checks his calendar, to be sure, here. I make sure. I, I I know the 25th is the the bobblehead. I don't know. Okay. What, I think it's 24, 20. <laughs> well, at the very least, the 25th of May, yeah. Dougie Fresh will be there, which means yes. my little happy butt will also be there. Oh, that's awesome! That is awesome, Doug. I'm an hour away. I got to get there. Yeah, that's why I, I wanted to give people ample warning so they could either you know hide. Yeah. Uh, it'll get lock their grandmothers up, that sort of thing, and then exactly. Uh, you know, Whoo! Hide your moms, yeah. Tyler and Doug coming to town. <laughs> exactly. Here we yeah. go. I got it. I got one of those emails the other day about cougars in my neighborhood, and I'm like, I'm 60. Like, a, what? What? A cougar for me is got to be like 112. I don't know if that's the way to go. <laughs> you know? so. Oh, good to know the, Nor the North Shore Nine post game shows are back. The Pirates did play. Yeah. The yeah <laughs> We're that right did on, happen. Right the Pirates yes. played the Orioles. They lost five to two. Um, a lot happened today. It is spring training. This is our first North Shore Nine post game show back. Man, Martin Perez started on the mound. The Pirates Saturday, lost five Sunday. to two, as mentioned. Friday, Saturday, May 24th, Sunday. That's where you'll be. 20, May 24th, 25th, and 26th. Okay. Uh, we got gotcha. you. We're going to see the Braves. So. Okay. I, I think we get I think we get fireworks and we get a Dave Parker bobblehead, the Cobra. All right, love that. Enough to get me off my couch into Pittsburgh. So pretty excited. Well, Doug, maybe if he looks anything like he did today, the guy who started on the mound will be pitching that day. And that was Martin Perez, who got his debut as a pirate today in spring training. He looked really good, in my opinion. I'd like to hear your opinions on him because I feel like the entire time down in Florida, every time a pitcher came up, it got thrown to me, acting like I know anything about anything. I want to throw this one to Doug. Talk to me about Martin Perez. What do you like here? Well, I mean, it's his first start of spring, and he had no rust, right? He had pinpoint accuracy. Uh, he was he was doing what he does. He was the crafty lefty. He's, he's uh, changing up his speeds. And, and putting the ball where he wants it. And 
from just about everybody we see, you know, like, I mean, Rowanzi is a perfect example. His breaking stuff doesn't look sharp yet. We're encouraged by his velocity. And, and that's the kind of thing where like, Oh, look, he's somebody's hitting 97. Someone's hitting 95. Um, this guy looked like he, he was just taking his regular return in the rotation on like June 17th. Um, uh, and given that he hadn't pitched yet, right. We made us a little nervous, a little uncomfortable. I thought he looked terrific. I mean, again, it's his first spring outing. Um, uh, it's what I said to you before the show. The only thing I can be at this point is encouraged or discouraged. And that was encouraging. Um, uh, you know, I'm not ready to, to, uh, you know, put him in the Cy Young race quite yet, but I would love just love to see a Jose Quintana esque type season from him or Gonzalez or both, <laughs> you know? So um, it seems that the pirates are actually finally figuring out that it's good to have a lot of left-handed pitching when you uh, pitch at PNC park. And uh, so we may have two, two lefties you got Barucki, you got Chapman. Um, yeah. I, I, I sort of like, I sort of like where the pitching is at right now. Um, long way to go. Uh, a lot has to happen. <laughs> you know, I hate being that guy. And, and on March 3rd, who's like, oh, yeah, this looks great. But but yeah, Perez looked good. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, again, as I said, it's just very encouraging. That's what you want to see in spring. Um, you know, right. We all acknowledge spring training doesn't count. It doesn't matter. But I'd rather be, you know, uh, saying it doesn't count because they're doing so well, as opposed to, right. oh, he gave up 10 runs, yeah. but spring training doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Jim points out here that the changeup was on and he was locating it really well. Really, that's what I wanted to bring up here was you talked about the results and how we like to point out that whenever things aren't going our way, then at eh, spring training doesn't matter. And if it's a guy that maybe we aren't as enthusiastic on, at eh, spring training doesn't matter. Like it, that's a good fallback plan there, but there's nothing that really repl- replaces the the way you go about it here. And Martin Perez today located so well, almost every batter it felt like, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. He was ahead of almost everybody that came up to the plate. He was able to throw the changeup as a first pitch strike at a ridiculous amount of times. The changeup looked excellent. And with Martin Perez, what you're going to see here is go- it's going to be a cutter. It's going to be a sinker. You're going to see the changeup. Those three are going to be his main pitches. You're not going to see much breaking stuff, I don't think. But when he's able to locate it as well as he was today, that's going to make you an effective major league pitcher. And that's that's pretty encouraging to me, just the way he looked location-wise today, because the velocity was down, as Jim mentions in the chat, but if you're able to locate like that, it makes you really, really hard to hit. Everybody was off balance. He was able to get the swings and misses with the changeup. He looked really, really, really sharp today. Yes, he did. And and one of the things I get kind of get excited about with him is if he's able to pitch like that, uh, just what a great example. We have a young pitching staff. We have a lot of young guys that we're going to count on. And if he can show them, it's like, look, you just don't have to blow people away, right? You can pitch. You know, you can pitch. And uh, the little interview he did, um, every time they mentioned playoffs, World Series, I mean, he 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 was excited. You know what I'm saying? It's like he – just the enthusiasm and you can tell the joy he had from being part of being a winning team. Um, hopefully he can bring that, uh, 
you know, here to Pittsburgh with them and, and, and get guys focused on because I mean, obviously, right. We all want to win. The Pirates want to win. And it's one of those easy fallback things to say, Oh, you know, we're here to win. We're competing for a championship. But when you're in your second and third year in the league, you're fighting for your spot. You're fighting for your contract. You're fighting for, you know, winning world series, probably not, in the forefront of your mind, right? You're, you're worried about that first big contract, understandably so. So um, if this guy and, and Chapman and some of these other guys that have won, you know, Rowdy Telez even, who's at least, you know, been in the playoffs, um, get these guys focused, you know, toward that end, um, it, it can only be a benefit. But, uh, but as you said, most significantly, it's his pitching. <laughs> we need results. We need good pitching and efficient. He was efficient, which, yeah, he was. Know, uh, I'm still tired of watching Mitch Keller go three and two on every batter. (laughs) I mean, really though, that's what it comes back to is that today Martin Perez was really able to get ahead of guys. um, And he really just like, he took on that mantra of the Ray Miller throw fast, change speeds, throw strike or what is God? I used to have one of those t-shirts and it's on a shirt in my closet. Yeah, Yeah. Change speeds, throw strikes. Uh, work fast. Change work speeds, fast. throw strikes. Yeah. Change speeds. It's on a shirt in my closet right now, and I still couldn't remember off the top of my head because I'm always what? worried about the like, which one comes first. Work yeah. fast. But he was work working fast. fast today, which was very enjoyable to watch. That makes it fun for fans, I think. Just watching a guy that gets into a rhythm on the mound. That yeah. makes it easy to watch. It does. You're able to it's do- much right. We had that game a couple of days ago where it was walk, 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 <laughs> you know, and it's like, those yeah. are, those are tight, kind of tough. Um, good Lord. But, throw, yeah. throw fast. Good Lord. I, I got the 2024 pitching mantra and the 1990 yeah. mantra in my head at the same time. You're, you're a 21st century kind of guy, Tyler. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but we can move off of Perez. I thought he looked really good. Yeah. You did too. Let's move on to the hitting today. Not too much hitting going on. Um, Really, the two guys I want to talk about. It's just going to be Cabrian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. To me, both of them at this point look really, really good. We we talked a lot in down in Bradenton that Doug didn't attend. Was we talked I a lot about. I didn't know if I was invited. You're always invited, Doug. <laughs> but we talked a lot about Cabrian Hayes and how he's looked throughout pretty much every spring since he's come up, and it looks like a new Cabrian Hayes is coming. And personally, I wouldn't feel as comfortable with him going into this year if he didn't finish as he did last year. But the way he's on time right now, the way he's pulling the baseball, he's hitting it where it's pitched. Everything he is doing looks so good at the plate. It's hard to not get excited about Cabrian Hayes, Doug. Keep me from doing it. Absolutely right. No, I can't. I can't because he finished wrong. He he finished wrong last year. And it's easy, you know, guys do that all the time. You know, he had a great September of 2020. He had, you know, he's had good months here and there, but he really had a pretty decent second half last year. And then he's coming to spring and it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Right. So it doesn't look again, it's encouraging, right? You didn't want to see him go one for 39 in spring and then say, Hey, it's only spring and he'll be back. No, he looks exactly like the guy he did in August, September when he was playing it. And you know, MVP type level with, you know, when you add in his fielding, if he can do that, if he, he doesn't have to do that. I mean, again, our mantra is if he's just an average hitter, but now we've had to upgrade that to if he could be a slightly above average hitter, because my God, the glove is fantastic. I mean, this looks like 
Yeah. Okay. I gotta stop. It looks like it's breakout season. It does. I can't. It does. <laughs> it looks like. Oh man, he's gonna be great. I. You know what? I'd rather have the cautious optimism over the blind faith. That's yeah. where we're at with Cabrian Hayes right now. Last year, it felt like it was kind of not even a blind faith. It was there were some signs that he was starting to show something, and maybe something clicked, and then season started, and it didn't go as we planned. And then at sometime during August-ish, July-ish, I don't remember the exact date, but something clicked with him. So as you said, him not being one for 39 right now, I'm all aboard the MVP Cabrian Hayes train. Because like, yeah. let's be, Doug, like we're betting men here. Yeah. Is that like, is it like, is there value there? Oh, there has to be. Come on. We, we need someone, someone, someone look, Jim, look that up for like, us. What, what? I mean, let's be honest here, Doug, MVP like, odds, I'll place the if we today. were, <laughs> but if we were to take those odds and then like maybe July, he's hitting like 320 and he's raking and fielding so well, you know what those cash out odds would be? Oh man. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Like, no, he, he is so, so special defensively, and we've beaten that horse to death. But you can't help, you can't acknowledge, you know, not acknowledge that. When, if he starts hitting, right, his uh, profile is going to blow up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because now they're going to start showing these plays he makes. And the only thing he has working against him is that he's so good that none of his plays look spectacular. Right. They just look exactly. like a solid fundamental play. That, you know, when Nolan Arenado is – you know, running across the, the line and doing that underhand flip across, you know, Brian Hayes is down on one knee and just making a simple toss on the same play. Exactly. And so he's already, it, it, he's already rounded the baseball and he's making a simple throw. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. Um, but you're going to, you know, he, he'll get more appreciation for that. Oh my God. I'm, I'm making that bet today. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take I mean, that bet too. Come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's value. That's what you're looking for is value. That is too much uh, value there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that somebody's someone's gonna get fired. <laughs> well, we're at the window here later in the year. Oh, as soon as we log off here, that bet's going to get placed. Yeah, absolutely. Man. The other guy in the lineup today I wanted to talk about was Brian Reynolds. He's hitting 200 this spring. I have zero concern with Brian Reynolds. They actually really showed me why I don't have much concern with him. He's just he's so close to being on time with everything. We right. saw it in his two at-bats today. He just missed them. He didn't hit them hard, but he hit them right back up the middle. Line drives just didn't get them hard enough. Everything about Brian Reynolds, there's, unless you're a very, very, very smart major league hitting coach that can see everything, and you're just watching it on TV like the rest of us, I don't see anything off with him. No, his, he's, uh... he's just as consistent as it comes. He's just... I'm not worried about him whatsoever. I think he's going to hit the ground running this year. Yeah, I, I do too. Now, I, he's, yeah, he looks, like I said, he looks pretty good right now. Give him another three weeks of at bats <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and getting to face a batter, a pitcher a second or third time as opposed to, you know, hitting against someone different each time. I think he'll, I think he's going to be locked in come opening day. Um, you don't worry about Brian Reynolds. The biggest thing we want from Brian Reynolds is this consistency. And I mean, I, he is our most consistent hitter, but he does go through some of those, uh, those little valleys there. You know, uh, if we can just get him. And I guess that's part of the, uh, the, the exciting thing about what's going on with this team right now is that 
We don't need Brian Reynolds to carry the team. Right. And for the past three seasons, he's been sort of our only offensive yeah. hope. And, and now it's like, okay, I think we're going to get more out of Hayes. Uh, Sawinski's going to contribute. O'Neill Cruz is, even if O'Neill Cruz is at, at his floor, you know, he's 30 home runs, 100 RBI. And uh, Henry Davis, I'm encouraged. I, I, this is my buzzword for spring so far has been approach. And I've liked the approach of guys like Henry Davis, uh, Tamar Johnson. Um, you know, I'm not expecting. You know, Tamar Johnson to start opening, you know, day at second base. I hope he's in double A. I just don't want him to go to Greensboro where his numbers get skewed. But uh, yeah, it's the, the t- it looks like the team has kind of a good approach right now at the plate. And, and uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not on the Andy Haynes bandwagon by any means, but maybe what he's been teaching is 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 starting to uh, bear fruit. And because um, Sawinski's looked pretty good too. I mean, it's not great numbers, but he he's he's squaring up a few balls. Um, no reason to be discouraged, I guess is all I can say at this point. Yeah, I have a few guys that I'm a little discouraged by, but I don't want to bring them up today because I'll save them for April. Because once again, I don't want to talk about the negatives during spring training. Yeah, but no I think I think the positive that we've seen. You mentioned the approach there is that there's a bit of a variation of approach here, where it seems like more guys are starting to find themselves. Um, Like, you see a, a Cabrian Hayes or a Brian Reynolds jump on an earlier pitch in their bat rather than taking a couple and then getting into a deep count. You're seeing, like, a combination here of, we will be patient, but some guys, maybe it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Right. That part's encouraging to me. Yeah, it, it does feel like when they see their pitch, they're letting it rip as right. opposed to letting that go by. It, it, it's like, wait, if you get your pitch to hit, I don't care if it's the first pitch in the bat or the seventh, you know, it, get get your good swing on it. So, yeah, and I'd like to mention Triolo. I know we're, we need to wrap this yeah. up. But, you no, know, uh, let's talk about Triolo. I, I'm enthused. Enthused. I, I am enthused. I think you're going to like this, too, because – from what I've seen now, uh, Alex Stump just had an article about uh, why G1 Bay is so exciting because of his speed. And, you know, and it, no, it wasn't Alex. Was, All right. It was someone no, it else. Wasn't Alex? Okay. No, it was, All right. I don't know who it was. Good. It was Good. Kevin. But, it, but it seems, you know, it seems like that was written by someone in the Pirates front office and to explain why Bay is going to be on the opening day roster. But now I'm seeing things. I, I mean, I'm seeing, uh, you know, Triolo is playing shortstop. Obviously, they're playing him everywhere. Um, and but they've been running some guys out at center field too. Connor Joe is now played in center mm-hmm. field. Oliveras has played at center field, and this sort of gives me hope that Bay may not be at the opening day roster. Right? It's because uh, the way the way we can use some of these other guys. Um, I mean, I don't know. That might just be a a, a, a leap on. Uh, and I, I don't want to bury the kid either. He you know he was a rookie last year. He might improve this year, uh, but. Uh, you know, Triolo is is just fantastic defensively everywhere he plays, and and uh, I'm really looking for. And it seems like it, my my favorite thing about him is his approach. He's the only guy in Major League Baseball who does not try to hit a home run every time he comes up. You know, he 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 will just slap it over the second baseman's head. So uh, I, I'm I am enthused about him. I, I I won't be mad if he's the opening day second baseman, but I, I I'm you know he he could be Josh Harrison. Yeah, he could be one of those guys that. Play, you know, starts five games a week, but you know, uh, in a different spot every time. Can I get weird about it? 
I think sure. it might be Ben Zobrist. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, like well he played. just he played very well everywhere. I don't know that the bat gets to that level. Ben Zobrist had some years where he was unreal right. at the plate. Yeah, he was an elite but hitter. Yeah. I don't know that Jared Trillo gets in that territory, but no. you never know with him. And I, I to mention to go back on the Juwan Bay talk there. I really do think that the Pirates are between Pagaro and Triolo at this point, based on the at-bats that we've seen. Okay. It feels like it's a two-man battle at this point. g Bay really hasn't gotten much run there. It seems like if he does make this roster on opening day, it'll be one of those super utility roles or a backup outfielder that yeah. can play the infield as well. Well, right, right. That's why we're seeing uh, Connor Joe getting some run in center field and Oliveira's getting some plays in center field. It's like, well, if those guys can play center, and yeah. along with Sawinski, there doesn't seem much room for uh, anybody else. So, uh, who knows? A lot, lot to shake out. One injury can change everything. But, yes, so the virus record's not great right now. And, uh, yeah, that's a good point about Zobus there. He was a, a No, it is. No, I know, I but I just want to get weird about it. You're right. I don't expect Triello to hit that well. Uh, but he does seem to be improving at, at the plate. And, uh, you, know, you know, he's not his uh, 400, 414. No, he, uh, he's not going to hit at a level of Ben It's like, it's obvious, but maybe I just got yeah. caught up on the white, like, utility player. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and he can play outfield, too. So, uh, yeah. I, I know he's played some center field in the minors. Um it could be an it's interesting roster construction ahead. So something to look forward to. Um, you know, today there was, you know, other than Dari Moretta, um, nothing to, nothing, you know, to worry about too much. Uh, Barucky, another thing, Barucky, you know, he came out of nowhere last year. Kind of hard to expect him to do the same thing this year, but he looks like he's there. The King. I mean, he did give up two balls that were hit like 107 plus, but Barucky got out of it. Um, I did want to touch on the bullpen before we do wrap up here. Okay. Um, Barucky did get out of it, and there was an injury that happened that it's in the chat here. Jim mentioned here that Alex Stump from MLB.com mentioned that it was an elbow injury for Dowry Moretta. He, his last two outings haven't looked good. I think, I mean, as much as that is awful for Dowry and Big Bank, the Pirates are in a much better position this year to deal with an injury like that than they have been in previous years. Hopefully it's nothing serious with them, but these last two outings, there was something off with them. The velocity has been down. Hopefully there's enough depth here, which I think there is to get through that, but it looks like they might be missing him for, I don't We'll see if he makes opening day. We'll, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, yeah, there's it, it, no reason to, to take any guesses. But, yeah, this bullpen does seem ready to withstand that kind of injury um, at this point, right? And, shoot, um, you got some other – I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Ashcraft. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I want them to stretch Ashcraft at as a starter, but, you know, hey, you can bring him up and let him throw the sixth inning a couple times, and uh, I'd feel very comfortable with that. So uh, the addition yeah, of Chapman – yeah, they. Exactly. I think they're at a point where there's enough arms that you can get through some injury. You obviously can't afford to lose one of your top guys, but one of those 
more middle of the road guys. They've they have a roster that is good enough that you can get through that. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think this bullpen could be really good. Um, you know, it comes down to the, the same thing: injuries and effectiveness. And, you know, uh, bullpen pitchers are so fickle, right? <laughs> they'll, right. They'll, they'll have an ERA of 0791 next year and six the next. So, uh, but it, it I, I get the feeling our bullpen is going to be a strength. Um, and we're going to need it to be, given uh, uh, the state of our, our rotation and, and the fragile, the fragile fra- fragility right. of it, fragileness. Um, so, um, yeah. So f- our first post game show, spring training edition. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had to get the hard. rust out here. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, a little shaky, but uh, <laughs> um, I've done a few shows in the game. meantime. But the post game show is a different animal. Yeah, yeah, you guys were great. That was fun uh, following along with you guys. Uh, next year, I'll go if if I'm invited. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> Personal I'll go invite right here, my yeah, friend. Doug. Right. Okay, I, I, no getting out of it's it. not a long flight for you. No, gosh, no, nothing. Um, oh, and all right, shoot, Doug. I'm going to be living in Jacksonville next year at this time. So, hop a road, Narda. So, so I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna climb in uh, Donardo's carry on or whatever. So. All right. Baseball is back, baby. It's March 3rd. We're back at it. Everybody's back at it. Spring training's full aboard. Me and Dougie Fresh are back at it. Aside from that, we're going to get out of here. Pirates lose this one. Exactly. Pirates lose 5 2. We're going to get out of here. Peace out, Girl Scouts. See you next time. You all, thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.